cliffcentral.com Hi, I'm Tabi Zomashavi and you're listening to Belighted with Rami and Romeo on Cliff Central. Hello. Hi. This Hi. is me. Oh, and Romeo's back. Oh, really? You want to be like that? In. <laughs> like you didn't even let me say hello first. Like, hello. Yeah, you know, that's the thirst, you know, radio thirst. Uh, it, it never gets quenched. It doesn't matter what you do. Hello, Maromza. Hey, hey, Rami. How are you doing? I'm, sta- I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You're looking smart and snazzy. Hey, I just drove from, from the Val, for anything. And I left. Yeah, anyway. Oh, I know where that is. Is that place where you need a passport to get there? <laughs> it's like so yeah. far. Bottom line is it's, it's, it's quite a drive, especially when you are trying to beat time. So, mm, good yeah. to see you. Missed you last time. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I missed myself being on the show. Oh, yeah. Huh? <sighs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Be Lighted with Rabi and Romeo. It's another session. We made it. We made it. We made it. Each time when we get in front of the microphones, we can't believe that we made it another week. So here we are. And we bring you beautiful things, beautiful people, beautiful conversations, beautiful vibes. And oh. today in yeah. studio with Rami and Maromza, we have... Dr. Tim. Uh, oh, yeah, I always forget the drum roll, but you, you must you must write it down and say drum roll. Q. Okay, Script Q. Q. There you go. Dr. Tim Tevela. Yeah. And they're drum amazing. <laughs> Gorgeous. Beautiful. Intelligent. Wow. Forever smiling. Lovely. Okay, we can go on and on. Flawless skin. Yes, just introduce yourself. Clemma Wisa. Clemma Wisa, Wow. The studio is blessed with so much wealth of knowledge know. and everything in between. I know. I know. Hello. Hello, Dr. Tim. Hi. Hi, madam. Yes. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Good yes. to see you. Good to have you here in studio with us. Thank you. It's such a... And I'm excited. I didn't know what to wear today. I was like, oh, I'm going to see Claire. I'm going to see Dr. Aha, Tim. See, what do I wear? What to I, wear? What I knew not... I had to put in a suit. <laughs> yeah, because, because... Dr. Tim never fails. He's always yeah, wearing he always a, suit. In a suit. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to wear my suit today. Ha. Just in case. Just in case. Yeah. I wanted to wear my Chuck Taylors because I know, I, I know Claire wears Converse all the time. <laughs> and I was, I was actually wearing these ones. But then I thought, you know what? I'm actually tired. I just want to wear sandals. But I was wearing the same... Exact pair that got she's wearing. Yeah, yeah I, that's, that, that's, that's what I was Girl going power. to wear. Absolutely. Yeah. Hello, Clay. Hello. Hello. Are you beautiful? How are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Very well. Excited to be here. Well done on your show. Thank oh, you thank so you. much. Thank Fantastic. You. Yeah, and, and you're like, yeah, you could be producing us right now. And just well, like, that's what like, I'm like thinking a lot of things. I haven't been in a studio for a long time, you know. It's <laughs> like my first love. So this is great to be on, uh, on radio with you guys. Fantastic. Welcome. Cool. Okay. Um, On Belighted, we always tell people that we want people to find out the things that they hardly read about in in your normal media. Okay. Whether on social media, in the newspapers. But now these days, the newspapers and social media are the same. The, The newspaper goes to social media, copy, paste, and then they've got a newspaper. But um, we do the most, um, unconventional things and we get people that we believe have made a certain kind of mark in society Mm. you know it it could be anything but when we see it and we see that it has shed a light and it has given someone hope and it has given someone um, belief that they can be someone or they can do something then we get those people to come into studio so that we can get to 
ask the journey, the, the story behind the actual story. Because, you know, um, people who sell well, who sell all those big papers, they want the success story only. But then we don't get to tell people that uh, before there was a success story, there was actually a certain kind of journey behind it, mm, and uh, which think, is what Delighted is all about. And I think also it's very important. This is a platform where, you, you know, non-threatening, uh, we don't put our guests on the spot. We, there's not going to be any surprises. It's a conversation. You know, it's like we've gone out, you know, we're catching up over a cup of tea and we're just talking oh, about Oh, a bottle life. of wine. Uh, well, uh, I'm not sure about the wine <laughs> at this point, but, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's, it's really all about the belighted part of it is how do we encourage someone who might be listening to our conversation? Yeah. You know, and uh, there are those moments where, you know, your journey, you know, that part of a journey that could actually help someone unlock what they're currently struggling with. Mm. And okay. that's really about that. All right. So we're going to start with Dr. Tim. Dr. Tim, I have to say Dr. Dr. Tim, because you've been given the honorary doctorate twice. Thank so you. when you're when you're a doctor twice, what do they call you? <laughs> Are you still a doctor? Because I was thinking, is it Dr. Dr. Tim? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the same, still the same. Is it? Is it yeah. the same? So it's just yeah. one doctor, just say Dr. Tim. Yes. Okay. Thank Dr. You. Tim, um, I'm from Limpopo, and I know you back from Limpopo. Yes. And that's the part that people don't know. Yeah. And... I don't necessarily know your story, mm-hmm. and I'll be one of the first pe- uh, one of the people who hear who hears it for the first time with everyone else. But all I remember about you is that you were a teacher, right? Yeah. You were a teacher, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, then there is school. Yeah. So can can you link us up between being the teacher? And doing uh, suppose you die. If you don't know what suppose you die is, is people who sell insurance. They start by saying, "How are you? Fine, thanks." Suppose you die. Do you think you are covered? Are you covered? You know. So we used to call them suppose you die. So you were a teacher and you became a suppose you die. Mm-hmm. Then what? <laughs> yes, thank you very much, Rami. Uh, but thank, first of all, thank you for inviting me into a show. Uh, it's the first time I come to this uh, your your studio. <laughs> But I was appreciate the the honor that you've given me by just inviting me to come to the studio. Yes, I'm a teacher by profession, and then I, I taught only for three years. And I stopped teaching for some reasons, and I went to, to join business. But when I go to business, I, I start business by, by joining the insurance, as I say. And later on, then I went to, <clears throat> to mining. So now, today, I'm highly diversified. Well, my company is highly diversified. We in the mining space, we in the uh, insurance space, we are in the uh, in the mobile space. We quite play a great role in the constructions through our companies, a company called Tapcon Construction. We are quite in a number of companies right now. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So let's have a So you move from being a teacher into insurance, and now. Then you get into mining and this construction. There is all those things. Yes. In in a period of how many years? I've been in business for twenty three years. Yo, okay. Yes, okay, that's, that's a long time. So <laughs> I got I got a follow up on that. Um, I think at some point in your life, um, you know, we come from similar backgrounds where you either come from a well of family or not a well of family. But if I uh, recall, there was a point in your life where. You actually never allowed your circumstances, whether be of struggle or not, to actually 
stop you from achieving what you want to achieve in life. You know, for example, I know one of the passions that you have is, it's like, I can actually guess and say, you said to God, I need to be rich because I need to take care of other people. <laughs> yeah. So how do we then kind of like <clears throat> help someone who is struggling to see a belighted moment and saying, don't allow your current circumstance to rob you of the passion, the beauty, and the dream that you have to actually become someone bigger t- tomorrow. Is it a good about about you two of you in my interview is that you know more about me than <laughs> even myself. <laughs> I get to understand myself when I listen to you, telling okay. me who I am. So, But basically, yes, uh, I've been going through those kind of things. I've been going through a lot of challenges. And then I always keep on saying I've gone through the uttermost part of the world. I've, I've, seen, I've, I've seen everything. In life, when it comes to life in general, but in business in particular, I've, I've, I've come across a lot of things. So there's, not, there's nothing I've never come across. So I've learned to, to participate and operate in a hardship environment where no one can, can infect, even go in. And I've learned to, to go in and, 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 and really uh, work and, and push myself in there. Because I believe that uh, I have a story of time to tell. My story is always simple. That when I grew up, I grew up in an environment where there was nothing, and I grew up in a village, in a village called called mm. in Skukune. And even this week, I've been dreaming about an environment. In fact, uh, I think I need to go there and see what's happening. But I grew up in a, in a, in a mountainous environment where there was absolutely nothing. There was nothing. Even a vehicle to see a car, it takes you. Maybe a week or two weeks to see a car. Wow. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. And when you see the car, we all run behind the car and we just see something that is something that we have not, we have not seen it before. But we come from that environment because I've got, because of that environment which I grew up in. And I've learned that there's nobody behind me who's going to help me for anything. And I've learned to do things myself on my own. So I don't have an uncle mm. who can lift me up in business. I've, I've, I've got the biological uncles who are all looking up to me to assist them. Mm. But I've got no uncle in business who can say, I'll lift you up and I'll go with you. So for that matter, then I said to myself, I will not perish, but I will do what is supposed to be. But when, where, I, where I come from, there was, no, there, was no, there was nothing to compare ourselves with. Everything in that environment was, was life as usual. So we don't know that there is this, there is this, there is this. But when you move out of that village, go to Anchevilin, to Mutalezi, that's when we started to, our eyes open and see some life under general. Then we realize that, by the way, we can't live like this forever. Yeah. It can't be business as usual. We have to adjust and adapt to the environment and follow what others are doing. And we can see that people were doing very well. They could eat better in, in, their, own, in their own homes. They could go to school dressed. They would have shoes when they go to school. They could have some jacket on top. All those kind of things. They would learn as we, as we in that village. Now, that's where we started to open our eyes. And then when I started coming to Johannesburg to do some temporary jobs, again, we exposed ourselves yeah. to the environment of Johannesburg. <laughs> as they were, by the way, there's another life over and above what we are living. So that's why we motivate ourselves and look, we have to, Take these things for ourselves and educate ourselves. So this is who we are.
If you just tuned in, we are speaking to Dr. Tim Tuveila and he's telling us about his rural upbringing. They've seen cars like what? Once a month or once, once a every two weeks? Well, once. <laughs> it was very rare environment. I mean, rare commodity to see. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Claire, are you a country girl? No, I'm not. I was, I'm an urban girl. I've always been an urban girl. <laughs> Grew up in a concrete jungle. <laughs> Okay, you have been an urban girl, but clearly identify because I know you love going to the to the Eastern Cape and you like going all over because you take all these beautiful pictures that we see on social media. Right? Um, yes, my mother is now living in the rural part in the Eastern Cape. So um where my mother is, wherever my mother is is home right now. So she um, I was born in Cape Town, grew up in Cape Town, went to school in Cape Town, and when I completed high school, my mother decided to move back to where she was born, to the Eastern Cape. So I go to the Eastern Cape, and she's a very rural area there. And I can appreciate it for what it is, but I think um, pollution and traffic run in my blood, and I'm happy to come back to a concrete jungle <laughs> at the end of a rural stay. <laughs> okay, Tle, I remember reading somewhere that you started modeling at 15, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you were still at school when you were 15. Who carried you between... Like, who was it that, or how did you do it between high school and going to modeling and still juggling the two, Miss Concrete Jungle? Okay. Um, Well, the opportunity came when I was 14, and my mother was really against it, you know. Uh, My mother, she had heard everything that you hear in tabloids about Mm -hmm. what is in the industry, and so she was very reluctant because she heard of drugs and people pressuring you to have sex, and, you know, just she just heard the negative side of it, and she was very reluctant because she didn't know what that industry was about. And so, um, and on the other hand, the modeling agency, the person who had scouted me, who said that I'd make a great model, she, they said as an agency that they would be able to protect me and, um, they tried to dispel all of those, uh, nasty rumors and that side of the industry. So I negotiated with my mother. Uh, I asked her time and time again and I said, listen, I really want to do this. And then she said, okay, fine. And then I said to her, what do I need to do? To make you feel comfortable because I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at that point, I was 14 and already negotiating because mm-hmm. um, I understood sometimes you have to do what you have to do to get to do what you want to do. Yes. Um, and so she was like, as long as your marks don't slip, because I was quite a good student. So I was like, okay. And I made an agreement at that point. I was like, okay, as soon as my marks start going down, then we can stop this modeling thing. She was cool. Um, and I said that to my agent as well. And so I started modeling and I got really busy. And a lot of responsibility came on my shoulders at that time. I turned 15. If I knew I was going to be away for two or three weeks in the Seychelles, mm-hmm. and as soon as I came back, I had a biology exam, I <laughs> needed to go to the biology teacher, ask her what they were going to learn in School. the three weeks. Uh, and then I needed to do that while shooting in an exotic location like the Seychelles. And I had to I had to do that with biology, French, English, Afrikaans, science, physics. I needed to do it with all of my subjects. And so, yes, it was great for me to travel, but I understood that if I wanted to do this, I needed to make sure that my marks were tops. And so I would... Um, I would negotiate, even with my headmistress. You know, I'd say, listen, I need to leave early because I've got a cover shoot with a magazine. <laughs> I need to get out of double English uh, so, <laughs> so I can go to the shoot. One, yeah. And so they were like, okay, if you're, and the, and the school 
we were open with the school and so um it was a team the school was on board my mother was like listen do what you have to do uh, you know what my terms and conditions were and so my agent and so i took on a lot of responsibility at that time and that's how i got to do modeling and school at the same time so <clears throat> i think uh, it's important to also allow our listeners to know how to contact the show uh, just in case we have uh, people listening right now otherwise you can uh, link us up on twitter instagram that's belighted show facebook belighted with rami and romeo uh, or you can skype us on uh, Cliff Central Studio, WeChat, uh, Cliff Central, and uh, in studio we, have, uh, we are joined uh, by uh, uh, Dr. Tim and uh, Claire Moisa. And uh, what an awesome time. And what I love about the show is the silence in between the questions. We want to give you the time to respond. <laughs> You're so intrigued. To, yeah. You're so intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. listening like this. I'm like, my yeah. mouth is just open. It's amazing. And, and trust me, we have questions. But I think sometimes, you know, you kind of like let yes, things to, yeah. flow, you yes, know? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. Both of you, Dr. Tim and Claire. Okay. Miss uh, Urban and very, very rural. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, because, but at the end of the day, you've got something in common, which is one of the things that I liked about having the both of you in studio. Because mm-hmm. uh, you did, you've done almost Everything that is not conventional, you know, mining, uh, uh, insurance, uh, construction, and all of that from your teaching profession. And we're not like, I don't know what you were planning with your physics and your, and your biology and your French. Oh, yeah, romantic <laughs> language. It's easy. Yeah, she, yeah, she speaks Bonjour. French fluently. You know? <laughs> Oui, je sais, mais ma français c'est très mal. Hey. C'est pas bien. Unbelievable. But I'm from Polokwane. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. So and and then you besides besides you modeling now, that's then good. you got onto SABC One. I remember mm. when they were doing Simunye Simunye groups, mm. and I remember they had all these beautiful people who were presenters, and because the notion, and I know you can attest to this, back in the day, they would. Write about the presenters as if they're airheads. They can't think for themselves and they need an auto cue to say, after this, we're going to have the news and after the news is generations, you know? And then all of a sudden, then they're like, oh no, they're just pretty faces, but they don't have the brains. But then next thing, they start venturing out and are these successful business people. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, hmm, where did they gather the brains along the way? You're like, what happened? You know? And how did you make that transition? Because pe- I, I remember, th- I think that was, that must have been one of the most un- trying times. Do you know what it is? Had. I think it's just human nature. Do you know, I think as humans, we need to box people or put people in a compartment or a box to understand them and make them easy to understand. And so people say, Beautiful people or models are airheads, mm-hmm. you know, because it makes sense for them. They can't have all of that. Yeah. And I tell people, I know a lot of ugly people that are also airheads. So it's a draw, you know, <laughs> it's equal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that a lot of people needed to know that about, they just felt more comfortable um, engaging with me, understanding that it's easy just to box her and yes people would say that I was stupid and yes for a very long time I used to try and fight that then I realized I just needed to be I just Mm. needed to go about my business do what I was doing when I got an opportunity do my utmost best at that moment with that work 
and let my work speak for itself because mm-hmm. I felt like as soon as you get more a good body of work behind you, people start talking about the work that you've done. Um, and so it's the same, you know, people think that poor people are stupid or people judge, you know, they think rich people are materialistic or yes, it's everyone true. has this association with one type <clears throat> of characteristic. And the great thing about where we are now in the universe is that Anybody from anywhere can be anything mm. and it blows people's minds. And we, are, we, st- are, we still are amazed by it when it happens, you know. Yeah. So, you know, so would times that, are changing. Would that be, you know, the reason why you are so passionate about talking to young girls and, you know, yeah. and, and I've, we've seen your work, you know, and, uh, you know, you've gone far and wide as much as you can, you know, talking to young girls would, 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 would that be the transference of you know your experiences from having to be disciplined from a fourteen year old mm-hmm. up to up to now? Tell us a little bit about uh, you know that experience and how you got into uh, you know that passion of talking to young girls. Well, for me to even start the modelling, um, you know, uh, to join that agency, there was a woman there who decided to share some information with us about just how to carry yourself as a young woman. You know, back in mm-hmm. the day, I think they called them the finishing s- schools. But in that workshop or in those workshops, they spoke about not just the aesthetic. It's not just how to look after yourself in terms of your skin, your hair and stuff. It was also how do you handle rejection? Because in the world you're going to hear no yeah, more than yes. Yeah. Uh, it spoke about how do you present yourself confidently in a room of people. Mm. That's a skill that every single person needs to know. Everyone should be able to tell their life story. And you needed to be able to do that, you know, because in an audition you stand there and you're like, Hi, my name is Claire. I'm 38 years old. I'm from Cape Town. I'm so happy to be. It's something that you need yeah. to practice to do. And so I remember when I was learning all these skills, I'm like, wow, all my friends need to know this. This is, these are good skills for everyone, girls, boys, young, old. And I, I realized, I felt like, I compared with, I felt like I was the tennis ball and somebody threw me hard and this workshop was the wall. Mm-hmm. And I was going, I came in one direction, I was going to bounce off and go in another direction. Yeah. So the trajectory of my life was changing because I was getting all of these skills at mm-hmm. 14. Yeah. At 14, I knew it was changing my life. And so I got older and I did all these things. I got these opportunities. And, you know, there was many times in my life when young women and their parents, their mothers would come up to me and say, Claire, my daughter's interested in this. So how can my daughter do this? And I realized suddenly I had information to share mm. with these people. But when you are standing in Cresta Mall on a Saturday morning and you're trying to give a one-on-one mm. pearls of wisdom, it just is like this is not yeah. the right space. Mm. Yeah. I can't have a meaningful conversation with you outside game, honestly. Mm. Um, I then realized that if I had something to give, I needed to give it to somebody else. And honestly, my first workshop, I was surprised people rocked up. Um, And I was surprised I had that much to say. And it excites me when I can fill up a room of 300 people in a room they're hungry for information. I can share. We talk. They we discuss. And my whole point is for them to have more information at their age than I had at that same age so that they one day can be much more successful than I could ever hope to be. Do you understand? And that's so, exactly why we have the show. So in 
at 38, if there's information and knowledge that I can give to an 18-year-old, that knowledge propels her further and puts her in a better position. So when she's 38, she's much more successful than I am right now. Yes. Because I do believe we're all connected and your success is connected to mine. Right? Yeah. I'll mm. success. I cannot say that I'm successful if you Without. are not successful. Mm. Especially in South Africa, especially being black, especially being a woman. Yeah. Mm. So I, uh, you know, I tell people, I tell my girls, I'm like, one day, some of you are going to be sitting around a table where the big decisions of this country are being made. Yeah. And I will feel elevated to know that you once came to my workshop. Absolutely. That is what makes you a light in society because that's what, that's what we're trying to establish when Robbie and I started the show. We said we want to find people who are prepared to give of themselves to shed light, to enlighten, to give people a light bulb moment because definitely you had your own light bulb moment when you were 14 and you're realizing so is this what life is all about? I'm learning so much. And when you got older, you realize that, in fact, a whole lot of people behind me need this, you know, and that is how you started with your yep. workshop. And Dr. Tim, I know when you came to Joburg, you hit a lot of no's before you got into a lot of, before you started getting yeses. And how is, how, how was the adjustment, the struggle of being this guy from Limpopo driving a pink BMW? I remember your car. You used to drive a pink dolphin, like sweet <gasps> pink, like look like a bubblegum. Fiza, it looked like a Fiza, and he had like a big, big Motorola, so like mega yeah. cell phone, you know. Mm-hmm. And and then he was like, you and and I remember my sister used to say, "Hey, that guy Mara Usirase, oh, ambitious, hey, we wanna we just serious." He takes himself very seriously, <laughs> but then we didn't know that the real Coco twenty years later. I was like, "You see now, you see now, you are busy laughing at that guy now. Look, yeah, you know." Before before uh, you answer that, let's take a <laughs> let's take a, a break. break. Yeah. <laughs> South African. I carry the hopes and dreams of my country and the generations to come. I know that it's not where I come from, but where I'm going to that really matters. At Sibanye, we believe the future of our country will be defined by our actions today, which is why we are committed to the development of our leaders. Sibanye, we are one. Visit us on sibanyegold.co.za. Hi, I'm Tabiso Nashabi, and you're listening to Belighted with Rami and Romeo on Cliff Central. And in the studio, we are joined by Dr. Tim and... Miss Claire Mawesa, what an awesome day And I'm so excited personally because I've been looking forward to this I tweeted and tweeted and tweeted I'm like, you cannot miss this because we've got pearls of wisdom And uh, Dr. Tim, uh, back to you um, On the issue of uh, the foundation Yes um, and, and I love how you boldly talk about Second uh, Corinthians chapter 9 verse 6 and uh, it actually says it's more blessed to give than to receive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I attend a lot of, um, you know, Morris um, Khatebe uh, has um, the, the vice president of Sasol Energy. Yeah. He, you know, they, they were talking among leaders mm. about how, you know, when you are a leader and, and you kind of like a Christian or come from a religious background, uh, you, you kind of like don't get to enter certain access points, you know. And how do you boldly 
talk about scripture, you know, as a, as a, as a vision for your foundation. I mean, that's very profound. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just back to you, you know, uh, how did you, you know, uh, decide that, you know, you're going to go with Second uh, Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. And you also list uh, Psalm 116, verse 12, which reads, what can I give the Lord for all the good that he has yes, given uh, me? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, look at my background. Basically, um, as I said, I'm from the environment where there was just nothing. And where I am now is by God's grace. And uh, I would have been like any other children and, and end up nowhere. But I have to thank God for, for the mercy and for whatever he has done for me. And what do I do? I have to also go back and look at what can I do for others. Because it's not by my mouth that I've done this, but it's by the, by the, by the grace of God that this happened. So, and that's why we, we, we formed the foundation to, to touch the lives of those who are not privileged. And I know where we find them. We find them mostly in the rural areas. They mm. go to school without shoes. They mm. go to school with hungry stomachs. They go to school without clothes. And we go there, we feed them, we clothe them, we, we, we give them shoes. We, we, some even pay them the, the, the fees for schools because that's where we come from. Now, I believe that it was for the purpose that I've been lifted up amongst them because I'm one of them. So, and when I was lifted up, I was not only lifted up for, for me to, to be comfortably seated on top and look down and say, I was there. Now I'm here. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was taken up for me to be able to carry them up as well to follow me where I am. So this is why we, we, we believe that now our company, the ownership of a company can only be the foundations. Yeah. So yeah. that we don't, we don't only rely on donations, mm. but also rely on our dividends. Mm. Yeah. So the ownership of, 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 of our companies are all owned by the people, meaning are owned by the foundation, which foundation fit the people. You know, you, 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 what you're saying is very uh, profound and so selfless. But you find that, you know, someone might be listening and they are so angry with their upbringing. It's like, you know, I said in the beginning, you said, I didn't have much. And that was your motivation to actually do what you have done with your life. But then you have someone who says, I blame my past. Things didn't go well. I was so poor. And whatever they do, you know, they channel their success towards, you know, that anger rather than towards the good. But there is a reason for everything. Mm -hmm. The reason for you to be poor is for you to bring you close to the God or for you to be able to understand life in, in, in general. Yeah. So if you, you just grow up, everything so smooth for yourselves, you would tend not to even understand the origin of everything. You just believe that, by the way, it is my power that I'm here. But now God makes you to be, to be poor. For you to be able to go closer to him and understand that, by the way, you can also be blessed. Mm. So now... If you are blessed from the beginning, how will you be able to know that part? That there is, there is this kind of hardships that they have to go through. And also the hardships teaches you that in future, when you, when you lead the people, you are able to be, to, to, to guide them because you know from your background. When I was, when I was a teacher, I was a trade unionist. And when I finished, uh, my, okay, when I, when I, when I, when I, when I start, when I stop teaching, and joining business, I did not stop 
being a trade unionist and being a leader of the, of the trade union of Satu. Mm-hmm. I continued to be a leader. When I was going down to the teachers to go and organize them, mobilize them, and someone said to me, look, we don't have a car, we don't have this, we don't have this, we can't go and organize for, for, the, for the food to join the unions. But I, I reminded myself, remember me yesterday. I was passing here with my briefcase, walking with no car. But going to schools to go and organize and mobilize teachers. So the same thing that I was doing, that you saw me doing it. Can you please follow me and do it? So I teach, I do, every, everything I do is by my, by, is, 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 is an example. So I'm a living example to anyone that I'm, that, I'm, that I'm talking to. So now if you said to me, look, ha, huh, Tim, but this you can't afford it. I said, but remember where I come from. Mm. I was walking 20 kilometers to school barefooted in winter. Waking up in the morning at four o'clock in the morning to go to school, not on a smooth road, but on a mountainous road, going to the rivers and goes, is a real story. Mm. It's not a fallacy. Mm. So now you remember that part. So let's do the same thing. Do the same thing. Just do the same that I, that I was doing. So it's not like I am t- the story. It's, it's what you have seen. So you can't say to me, this, is, this cannot happen. It can yeah. happen because you've seen it already from me. So a poverty is always a lesson for all of us. When you get into the environment of of comfort, then you know where you come from. And you know also how to behave yourself, how to treat people, how to be humble to people. Because people are so much into themselves. Mm. They don't regard themselves, other people as people. So because they just believe in themselves. But you must be able to humble yourself because you know you were humbled before. You know, uh, Dr. Tim, what you and Claire have said about, um, obviously, talking to the, to the young ladies, talking, uh, going back to, into the community and investing and, and helping people to get out of their poverty situation and most impo- importantly, to enlighten them and, uh, you know, to free their minds so that they can be, uh, mentally free because sometimes the circumstances is what sets us back in, uh, in, uh, instead of what we basically looking at. It's more like you, it's everything is in your head. It's like I can either do it or I cannot do it. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that it hasn't been smooth sailing for the both of you because now it looks good. It looks fine. When you were at your lowest, what are the points that when you look back, you can actually set on this particular day, there was a someone or there was an aha moment. I remember one of our, one of our guests came, they said one day they were down and out and they were watching TV and they happened to watch Oprah and Oprah said something profound that mm. completely changed their lives and changed their mindsets. But when you were at your deepest, just when you were thinking it might not work out the way I thought it would work out, who came in into your life and shed light and basically lit up the room for you? And for you, you said, this is it. This is possible. I can still do it. Let me get up because there's something bigger and greater that I'm capable of. Who are your point of lights? Well, uh, I've been speaking about the the way in which I I I appreciate the work of God. In most of my times, when I was down and when I encountered the failures. And I've, I've got one strong point. My, my point is I, see, I always learn to, 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 to go back to my seat and meditate on things that which I know there could be a solution to it. And I know that by myself alone, there is nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. There are areas in which, there, there, there are areas in business which they don't necessarily need a, 
and normal human being. Mm-hmm. You can look at them and say, this, this part, I will get my friend to assist me, or my mother, or my father, or my brother to come and assist me. But it is beyond that. But it, it takes you to understand things or spiritual matters when it comes to business. Business is got linked with, with spiritual matters. Mm-hmm. When you have everything to offer, but everything just go down, but yeah. you have done everything that you can. In my entire life, I was saying to myself one day that I would write a book which only focus on my failures. Because I mm. always believe that my failures are even more than my success. Wow. Because wow. I don't know. Because I'm, I'm all the time faced with a lot of failures. You see. So I've learned even now to survive and live in an environment of failure. I've done a lot of business in my life. And if I can tell you now, if I'm sitting down here, you look at me as somebody who is highly successful. But I look at myself as somebody who is highly, who's, who's a failure. Mm. Because I know what I've done and I know why I failed. And I know if this happened the way I planned, I would have been far away right now in mm. this, in this, in this. I can count them. There are many yeah. which I said to myself, I will write a book one day. But now, because I know that there's always one person which is, which, which is God above all of us. Mm-hmm. God Almighty, who is the a savior of all of us, who is the, who's the leader of all of us. And I said to myself, I will rather listen to what he says. And I sit down. And when I sit down, I listen to him. He speaks to everybody, not only to myself. He speaks to you. He speaks to you. But the only difference is that when he speaks to you, you don't recognize his voice because you're not ready to recognize his voice. You're not ready to understand his voice and ready to recognize his voice. But I can simply say, okay, he says this. He says to me, wake up from your couch. Make a phone call. Tell them, this is not right. This is not right. This is right. When you pick up a call, you phone them. The answer becomes different. It's yeah. not the same answer that it was before. That's why you always say, no man, they were saying this earlier on, but when I called, now they changed their mind. It's yeah. not like that. It's what God says to you. Tell them. Yeah. So I always listen to that, 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 that voice in me. Mm. And that voice has helped me in my business. When I'm down, he comes to me. He said, no, wake up. But diversify. I said, what do you mean? I'm in mining. And I, I believe in my, in, in my space of mining. I, I believe I must, I must pull my coal out of the ground and supply ESCOM and supply people with energy. Mm. Why must I diversify? No, wait a minute. Diversify. Why do diversify? Listen to what's happening now. Marikana came in. Mm. When Marikana came in, we, were, we had a problem, all of us. All the investors pulled out of the country. They pulled out and we, we lost a lot of capital from the investors. Now we were all having all our eggs in one basket, mm. all in the mining space. Now when I diversified myself after that call, I said, what must I do? God, tell me, what must I do? He said, you've got experience of insurance. You're from insurance. What can you do? Go back to insurance. I said, uh-uh. To go and sell? No. You go and own insurance company yourself. No longer work for anybody else, but be an insurance owner. Mm. Where do I find other things? Certainly, 
th- things comes in. I had, I didn't put down uh, my proposals. Then I acquired the insurance company, which was dormant, and I acquired that company. What else must I do? Go to mobile space, put the two together. So you always listen to the God, the, the word of God, when he says to you, diversified. But I was saying to myself, I'll never ever diversify myself into any business except the mining, mining space. And I did that, and now I'm, I'm highly diversified. And now you're doing everything. We, no, no, no. Yes, we do, we do, uh, we back into financial services mm-hmm. where we do a pension fund administrations, mm-hmm. where we do asset management, where we do the life uh, product for the, for the, for the, for the life policies and the funeral uh, benefits. That's on the financial services. Now on the mobile, fi- on the mobile side, we go, we, we said, no, South Africa is saturated. Listen to the word. God said to Moses, to Abraham, go to the land, it shall show you. I left South Africa two years ago and I moved out of other countries, South Africa. I went to other countries. I, I operated in, in many countries in Africa. And we did our mobile network in, in those countries. We in mobile space. And we also sell our own product of our cell phones in those countries and in South Africa as well. Mm. So we diversified into telecommunications, PS, but not only to sell the phones, but at the same time to also run and operate the network in those countries, having competitors and like the likes of Orange, the likes of, of AfroCells, the likes of, of all those kind of you can see in, in, in other countries like MTNs, the, the Vodacoms competing with us in other countries in Africa. Wow. So yeah. we got to hear, I, I, Clay, I, I'm waiting please. for Claire. You for know, this, I, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of like <laughs> the same question. Uh, yes. and, and you know what I like from uh, what Dr. Tim is saying as well is sometimes we can be so busy, you know, and so much noise clutter the voice of God yes. and you miss a turn that was going to take you to a better uh, prospect. Mm. So I, I really like that. And, because, uh, because some people... Sorry for, for dominating in these in things. No, it's all good. <laughs> some, some people, they've got the, the own, the, the voice, the voice that they listen to. They will tell you that they listen to the voice of their ancestors. Mm. But they can't differentiate between the, the voice of the ancestors and the voice of God. Mm. And most of the times they speak to God, but they think this voice is the voice of the ancestors. And as a result, some, they, they follow that, they succeed. He said, no, 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 I'm, I followed the voice and I'm, because I'm, no, the voice that came to you is the voice of God. Mm. Claire, same question that uh, Rami asked. Give us a summary, executive summary of your question. <laughs> um, no, no, I still remember. You, you, you I think um, for me, I've realized that we grow the most in times of like strife, right? Um, so when you look at how you've, the biggest life lessons you've learned or the things that you come out and you've acquired wisdom. Usually those times when you've come out with knowledge and wisdom and depth is when you went through a very difficult time. Because when you are cruising and life is wonderful, Mm. not much learning is happening in that space. And what I've learned and what I've understood is that even in my darkest times, um, what happens is that we kind of spiral out of control. So something bad happens and something else bad happens. And then before you know it, you become pessimistic and it's dark and you think it's overwhelming. You can't get out of bed and it just spirals down into something really bad. I've learned that even in the darkest time in your life, there's still something to be grateful for. Mm. And so when I've been depressed, when I haven't wanted to open the curtains, when I was on my knees crying, when I had nothing left to lose... When I had nothing to give, I still realized even in that desperate moment, I still have something to be grateful for. 
And so it's always a challenge to search for it because it's not easy to find it. Um, But when you keep on looking and searching for what to be grateful for, somehow you attract more to be grateful for. So, um, So today I just need to, what am I grateful for today? And have that spirit of gratitude mm. for that thing. Appreciate it. Understand what it is. And go back to basics, right? You have food mm. to eat. Great. Mm. Be grateful for it sincerely with every part of your being. Tomorrow you wake up and suddenly you realize you have to spend the day looking for what you're grateful for. And things start rising up and yeah. you, they start coming to you. One one. And it shifts mm. how you operate in the world. It shifts everything. Um, uh, and by day five or six or seven, suddenly you open your eyes and you're now looking for the good things in your life. And you're not sucked down into that spiral of, I'm so sorry for myself. I have nothing. Nothing is working for me. I have nothing to give. Nobody wants to do anything for me. But you suddenly are grateful for any opportunity. Somebody called you. Somebody smiled. You had a touch you have relations, contact, yeah. you have contact. Suddenly you feel like you're building on something. And when you look back, especially, that's why I believe in journaling it. Um, because you, you can look back and you realize even in my darkest time, I had something. Yeah. I didn't have nothing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the longer you live your life and the more troubles you go through, you realize you've survived so much more. Yeah. Yes. Um, I've realized, and I tell everyone, everyone has survived something to be sitting here today. Each one of us has survived something devastating. Yeah. To be sitting here today, and so you go forward in your life, and if something bad happens, whether it's a car accident or you lose money, or you think back in your life, and you're like, I've been through something. I'm and tougher than what I think I am. I still have something to be grateful for. I'm still here. I'm still standing. Yeah. Which means it's not over yet. Mm. Um, and that in itself, if you can recognize that, that gives you chills even for yourself. It doesn't, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I think we're built to survive as humans. I think our spirits are built to survive. Yeah. Uh, we're built to withstand and bounce back and scrape through and bleed and, you know, Cry a thousand cries and, you know, I think we built and we built to come back. Yeah. Because when we come back, we come back stronger. Yes. We come back stronger. So for me, it's gratitude uh, and um, focusing on gratitude has always been an enlightening thing. And what happens is I'll tell you, I'm not, I'm not always grateful. I'm not always searching for things that I'm great because when life is great, life is wonderful. Let's go have coffee, drinks. Life is happening. (laughs) You know, I don't need, I, it's all here. It's all here. And then when you are, when you really don't have anything and you've lost everything and you are humbled by life as it always happens because it's a cycle, then you focus back on your gratitude, yeah. and you climb back on that cycle. It's like a reminder, like what Dr. Tim was saying. It's like, it's like you get this reminder, you know, yeah. some, in your part, yeah. some parts of your life. Yeah. You know, you get a couple of reminders to to say, by the way, 
this yeah. is you, this is your journey, and this is how you're going to do it. And uh, I know I know we're going to run out of time soon, and Romeo is going to be giving me the looks. But one last thing that I need to ask you quickly, if you can answer it as briefly as possible, is with the way the state of the country is at the moment, we've, we have people have completely lost hope, or maybe they don't see a sense of direction. They don't know where we are going. But even in that, what are your biggest dreams for our country? What are, our big, what are your biggest dreams for the youth, for the young girls, for the young women that we are raising? What, what, what are your aspirations? What are you looking for in black business? How do you think, um, where, do you want, where do you see black business going? Where do you see the people who are looking at you as their mentor uh, who are coming behind you, Dr. Tim, and they're like thinking they're going to make it. What is it that you wish and dream for them? The good thing about our country, South Africa, is that we've got a very, uh, we've got a very strong, uh, brilliant young people. Yeah. Yeah. The generation of today is not the same as our generation. It's a different generation altogether. They know how to navigate out of the challenges. And they are so, so dynamic. So they're so dynamic. And I've got a strong confidence that the, the, the moment we're living in now, the challenge that Saraga is now facing, is just a moment which will come through it. At some point, we'll, we'll, we'll look back and say, by the way, we used to have these challenges as a, as a country. <laughs> so, but now the hope that I have with the young generations, and I look at the way they behave themselves right now, they are so bold enough, they take the, the, the bull by the horns, and they are really, 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 um, reasonable enough they're not unreasonable they're extremely reasonable and that gives us a hope I'll tell you one thing I went to America uh, four years ago three years ago we took some young girls some young kids in South Africa boys and girls to go and compete with the other children in, 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 in Atlanta through the, the New Look Foundation Asha New Look Foundation and our foundation TTI Foundation so we had all the students across the world, but our South African student came number one wow. for everything. The kids, not from the, from the Model C schools, the kids from township schools, mm. from Katlehong, from Kwakwa, they came number one. The magazines in, in, in America they were fighting to get our to kids interviews. to be, to interviews, because they, they were the best. And I said to myself, South Africa is heading towards this kind of children, and therefore we must relax. But give them the necessary support they require. The, what they need is nothing from us. They want more support from us yeah. as the youth. Clear. Um, I think what I, I want youth, and especially like when I speak to young girls, to understand, trust their voice, and understand that the answer lies within them, the direction <coughs> lies within them. I think for a very long time, youth have been despondent, and they think somebody else is going to do it. And somebody else is gonna, and somebody else is more qualified, and the answer is out there with those people over there who drive nice cars and live in mm. fancy. You know, I think they feel like that's what's happening. And my dream is for them to realize that the answer lies within them and they are capable. They, they have it within them. The brilliance lies there within them. Yeah. It's the self-belief, the self-worth that needs to be reinstilled in them. They need to, they need to have a dream and they need to live their lives now 
in a way that protects that dream and makes that dream realize. So I speak to 13 or 14 year olds that get involved in risky behavior and I ask them, what's your dream for your life? Mm. And they don't have a dream for their life. And I'm like, what do you really, what could, if you could be anything, what would you be? They say, I want to be a doctor. And I'm like, you need to do everything right now in your life. To make that dream come true So what does it mean How do you act How do you behave Will you go out there And do those things With those people No Because you've got Something incredible To protect You know And that's your dream So for them to have Self-worth Self-belief Self-love To understand that The answer Lies within them Not with Others Mm -hmm. It doesn't lie Out Mm. there It lies within Mm. So thank you so much uh Claire for, for coming through And uh, Dr. Tim We really appreciate your time And Rams yeah. Ramster we, What an awesome show We are even out of time We are The out boss of lady time. is kicking us out <laughs> Yes she and, uh, is It's been awesome Thank you so much guys Thank you so thank much you so for having much. us This went yeah. by so quickly You guys are absolute <laughs> oh light Thank you are Absolute light And we appreciate you And that's it Be lighted Cliffcentral.com